Welcome everyone to a special, let's call it a Halloween themed, <laughs> and this will have to come out on Halloween. I've screwed us already. I've screwed our release schedule up, so apologies <laughs> to the other guests. We had to do this. We had to take this opportunity. Um, we are playing Phasmophobia with an old friend of ours, Chantel, from We Have Always Lived in the Forest, making Dark Web Streamer. How are you, Chantel? I'm doing pretty okay. I'm ready for this Halloween sesh of Phasmophobia. Right, let's do this. Okay, so Costa and I, it's been a while since we've played it. You were saying that as well. Although you're dealing with a level 15 and a level 3 and you're a 76, so <laughs> yeah, look, you think you're going to be okay. You're probably going to um, have to pull us through this entire thing, so <laughs> carry us. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I got one of your birth on each shoulder. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Difficulty away from the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Difficulty amateur <laughs> recommended for most ghost hunters. I kind of want to go like n- I don't know if I'm going nightmare. Yeah. I, I won't be able to like ask you any questions at the same time if I go nightmare. Just constant screaming. All right, bump it up one. Okay, we'll what, go intermediate. What comes next? God, intermediate. they need better names. So amateur is right. the lowest. Is that what we're? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Cool. So I'll just say apply to that. Um, uh, you know what? I should have learned how to actually ready up before <laughs> doing this. Wait, has everyone readied up? Is that what we do? For those listening, they've changed the UI of this game in the, like the last couple of weeks because everything is different about this now. <laughs> um, yeah, you like probably should have started, thing. right? Yeah, it's grayed out. So I'm guessing, I don't know if everyone's leveled up. Mm-hmm. Is there a ready oh, up button? I mean, I can't click the ready up button. Yeah, same. You got to pick the uh, uh, level, Alex. Uh, Do I vote on a contract using the board to the left? There's a board to the left. Oh, there's multiple Costa boards. Oh, there's other boards. Right. <laughs> yeah, Costa should be driving. Um, Costa in Reed, the van. <laughs> He's the man in the van. <laughs> All right. We're going to go Tanglewood Drive because it's the easiest one. Um, we've done that. Okay, ready up. All right, now we're going. Oh, it's happening. We should have done an equipment list. Ooh, yeah. How do we do that? Uh, so oh, here we go. We're yeah. good. Like, it's on trust the right. This, is, this is, is so different. We don't need anything but ourselves really? and our wits and maybe a candle. Oh, wow. You <laughs> overestimate my wits. Uh, okay, how do I add that? All right, ready up. It is cool. done. Let's do it. All right. Ghosts love me, by the way. Ghosts and um, kids and old people love me. So <laughs> they're as closest to death and nothing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a skeleton in here with us. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that a character or is that? Is that, is that like crouching this again? I don't know. Control is shift. It C? <laughs> Yes, there we go. It is. Why is this in Game here with us? Devs, you never fail us. <laughs> Are we the bad guys? I feel like we're the bad guys. If that's a body in here. <laughs> All right. So for those listening to this uh, podcast, as you normally would, we don't blame you for just listening. Um, if you hop over to YouTube or you know, let's just leave it at YouTube for now. We'll probably have it on different platforms. We are playing Phasmophobia. Um, 
not well because I forgot how to pick anything up. Uh, all right, I'm going to grab the camera and I'm going to grab the little something or other. Oh, the little dots projector, that's it. Hang on, what does the board say? Uh, okay. okay. This thing, Joe Hill is the ghost. It responds to everyone. We need a smudge stick. I don't know if we have a smudge stick. We do not have a smudge stick. Ah. Evidence of the paranormal with an EMF. We are already terrible yeah. ghost hunters. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dead body in here with us. We are the worst. Detect <laughs> <laughs> a paranormal sound with a parabolic. We don't have any of these we things. All right, we're, <laughs> we're going wait, wait, dry. Wait, wait, EMF reader. I, that's in my hand. See, oh, I came prepared. Got that. I have a spirit go. box, but that's that's about it. Uh, I should pick up one of these other things. Okay. And do you guys have torches? Uh, I do not. Torches, people. <laughs> I have this. Is this a torch? Did I just pick up a torch? Uh, no, I think I, you picked up a the, uh, the UV, the Jackson Pollock. Right, I mean, look, whatever gets the job done, let's go. Cool. Let's do it. Oh, I think I closed the door. There we All go. Right. So, I hear we're talking about things as we play, and we, we definitely are. will uh. not be screaming in between. We will <laughs> not be. So, we are here to talk about I got you Dark guys Web Streamer. Yeah, we Hello. are. Um, yeah, so, Chantel, as we enter the scary house, enter us into the process of Dark Web Streamer. When, when did it start? Oh, God. It was a long process, you know. I think it was ongoing since the day I was born, formulating <laughs> in my head until one beautiful moment when I was watching a not quite shitty but close to shitty B-horror movie. Uh, and it was a found footage film called Dybbuk Box, The Story of Chris Chalmers. I was watching it alone in the dark at midnight, and it was about a YouTuber Ooh, who had cool. actually like bought these strange like like a box off the dark web that was all like creepy and covered in wax and was purported to have a demon trapped inside of it. Um, and apparently. This is something I didn't know. Apparently, in real life, people actually buy these boxes off the dark web and sometimes eBay and other places. And they really are, like, said to be haunted and have, you know, spirits of things trapped inside. And I thought that was a really freaking cool idea for a video game i was really interested in how in the movie the guy like like this youtuber seemed to know that opening the box was a really really bad idea um, <laughs> but he felt compelled to do it anyway because he had told his stream by god i'm gonna open this box and he oh did and as you can imagine terrible things happened to him yeah and if yeah. streams were in charge of like the nuclear codes We'd be annihilated in seconds. <laughs> hmm. So, <laughs> how many donations <laughs> enter the final code? How how does the uh, so what's the what's the gameplay like? I mean, I've seen some screenshots, and I love the uh, the black and white aesthetic to the to the game. What's the how would you describe the uh, the like the artistic style of it? Um. Wow. Oh. Okay. That's it. 
that's actually a question no one's asked me specifically, which is very interesting. Um, I'm just going to update you all. I am currently standing in the basement, and there is some kind of wacky occult ritual going on. There's some candles, a pentagram that appears to be drawn in blood on the floor, much like my game, actually. We have quite a bit of this imagery. (laughs) Do we have a cigarette lighter? Uh, Yeah, the lighter? (laughs) Alex is ready for a cigarette already. <laughs> He's stressed <laughs> out. He's stressed out by the game already. No, that's how you light this thing. Because then you can you trap it, and then you can get a photo of it. Um. So yeah. Well, mm. art direction. Um. I am the primary and currently only artist, and um. I guess like the dark web style, it was kind of like inspired by a few things at once that I kind of smashed together. And that is the one bit aesthetic of like Mm. um, old Max and DOS and all these things I kind of grew up with. I love that aesthetic. Was Game Boy camera, was that an aesthetic for it? Because that seems real. I always wanted a Game Boy camera, so probably. Yeah, right. There is a foot on the floor <laughs> of the game. Does, does anyone have my phobia game? Oh, I picked any, it up. Oh, cool. So we get the bonus. That's all right. <laughs> you take a photo of it first. You get some points. Uh, yeah. So let's just uh, stop to photograph the amputated foot on the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> let's not call an ambulance. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. I was definitely inspired by um, all these, like, old computer aesthetics. I grew up on kind of, like, DOS and Amiga things. Um, I also grew up on, like, GeoCity. So when I was 10, Mm. I taught myself to code websites. And I was really enamored by, like, the kind of visual aesthetics of old GeoCity sites. Um, so I was kind of like, uh-oh, oh. we're being hunted. Oh, we got a hunt. It's totally fine. Alex isn't going to die. Uh, oh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the confidence. <laughs> uh, that's right. I have a torch. What does this torch do? I have no idea. That's if there's fingerprints. <laughs> so doors, windows, light switches. If you see green fingerprints. Right. Okay. I hear footsteps outside the door. So, Chantel, can we find any of your GeoCities websites? Are they still up? (laughs) My God, I would love that. I would be so excited. I have tried to dig them up. We're whispering because there's a ghost trying to kill us right now. I was going to say, you know what we should do? We should have the talk box in this game so the ghost knows all the questions we're going to ask Chantel and if any of them are a trigger... I, I do okay. have the uh, the talk box. Spirit box. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spirit box, yeah. How do I talk into it again? I cannot remember. You have to hold a button. All it's right, like a push to talk button. we are not being hunted anymore, but the lights are still off. I've got and them back I on. I have no lights less. I just so, turned electricity yeah. Um, sadly, I have not been able to dig up any of my old GeoCities things, but I was recently... Uh, digging around on my old photo bucket account. If anyone out there remembers photo oh, bucket, it was kind so of like the familiar. Yeah, before Imagure existed. It was like the free kind of upload 
sight of the internet where people would, you know, they'd be on forums and they'd link each other things. Ooh. Oh, a radio turned on in the bedroom, I think. Yeah, no, I turned that on. That was me. Cost is the ghost. I've got five EMF in the bathroom. Ooh. Oh, which bathroom? Oh no, <laughs> I don't know. I'm in the dark. It's totally fine. <laughs> oh. Just follow the sound of my horrible. Oh, 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 oh. I see it. It just Wait. literally appeared like here. I saw someone. Um, that's not right. a bathroom. Uh, you know what? It's a garage. It's fine. I can totally oh. tell the difference in the pitch black. <laughs> well, so I'm going to say not a lot <laughs> of uh, bathrooms. These scumbags took all the torches. <laughs> I have this weird not a lot of, uh, torch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're, um, whoop. all right. I'm going to set this camera up here. So, Chantel, how many people are in your team at the moment? Oh, God. We are, we seem to be growing every day. Uh, just picking up the, the actions as we move forward. And I say that in the most loving way. Um, so it started off with me and my friend, Ryan Truk. Uh We kind of uh, began working on Dark Web Streamer together as a really just like a passion project, a fun mm -hmm. thing. Um, neither of us knew how to program, you know, like software at the yeah. time. Um, and we decided we'd just kind of learn as we went. And it snowballed very, very quickly. <laughs> Within a month, we had publishers coming to us and being like, hey, we're interested in maybe publishing your game. And we were like, what's a publisher? What's <laughs> going on? Oh, Lord, I've got some wacky stuff. Oops, oh, I just the, had some uh, glass break. I just popped a light bulb. It's fine. Oh, okay. You've got a... Totally fine. you got a... Activity level a two going on. No, a five. It's gone the other way. Oh, now right. it's at seven. So we know that the ghost is in the garage. So got a camera set up in the door. It's definitely in the here for sure. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting no orbs on what's, the camera. What's the name of the ghost? <laughs> Joe Hill, I think. No, wait. Yeah, Joe Hill yeah, is Joe the name Hill. of a very good horror writer. <laughs> ah, it's also the name books. of this ghost. Oh, well... Okay, let's the see. The son of Stephen King, actually. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, I we're talking I'm about also, him the other day. Yeah. Oh, really? Joe about Hill. how um, uh, Stephen King has that has something where he like sells the rights to his stories for like a dollar, so like new time directors can make a film. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he, he's just prolific. I mean, I can't imagine they're the most amazing stories, like. A haunted box of cereal or something like that. <laughs> no, I think they're pretty altruistic people, actually, as far as wealthy families go. Um, oh, Stephen King has and his family have done Ooh. a lot for. Um, There's some lights yeah, flickering. Yeah, up and comments. Uh, um, yeah, you got a, a little one. Yeah, so in terms of team, we're just mm. trying to have a casual chat while being stalked by horrible things. Um, yeah, so it started off as two of us, and then we uh, did a game jam kind of early on to try to prove that we could indeed make and finish a game, um, which we did, a game Amazing. called On Her, which uh, on the lure down we will be kind of releasing a master version soon, or a, you know, like a complete 
release versus a game jam release. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we met our composer doing that game jam, actually. We all just like got along so well, and they were so talented that we were like, yes, please come over to Dark Web Streamer. And then we picked up a writer along the way as well, uh, or a second writer, because I also spend a lot of time writing for the game. Um, and that was my thesis supervisor over at the University of Adelaide. Oh, He's awesome. a senior oh, wow. lecturer in creative writing there. And um, he was meant to be supervising my creepypasta thesis, my English thesis. And he just kept talking about the game. <laughs> <laughs> he was really interested in the game. And, you know, which is great. You want people who are really into what you are doing. And he certainly was. And he also has just a great brain for horror and, like, paganism and the occult and all these sorts of wacky things we are engaging with in the game's themes. So we said, hey, we would love to have you come on board. And um, And you're studying anthropology. uh, I actually am graduated now. Oh, you graduated now. Yeah, I did. That's right. You have have three degrees under your belt at the moment? Uh, I have... Technically, I have one degree, but it's a Bachelor of Arts Advanced uh, Uh, double major in English and Anthropology. Um, I did go to two universities, so Mm -hmm. for Anthropology, I did Cultural Anthropology at the University of Adelaide, and I did Forensic Anthropology at Flinders University, and Forensic Anthropology, because I'm asked quite often... Uh, it's the study of, or not the study, but the forensic identification of human remains. Oof. Okay. So oh, we're I out the am camera. the burn girl. The bu- and <laughs> as we say, speaking burnt. of bone, you are all bone. <laughs> speaking oh, of, I see it's coming through the door. It's coming through the door. Which door? The f- the only door in that garage. Uh oh. <laughs> speaking of murder. I'm oh. dead now. Oh, Wait, what? No. no. Where? Where did you die? <laughs> Are you in the garage? I like in, oh, gosh. in one form. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the ghost is still around. You got a level of set. Oh, no, no. You got a level of zero. Um, <laughs> Are you still in the garage? I am. Houses? Can I Can I pick up your items? <laughs> no. I can, and please do. <laughs> Oh, you can. Oh, fudge. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You can. Yeah, this has been a while. How do you draw? Do you have to drop an item? Is that how it works? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, you Oop. can only have three at one time. Uh-oh. Uh, we got lights popping off. Things Uh-oh. murdering me. I tried to hide in a locker, and it gave no fucks because it's an incorporeal being. An incorporeal... What does that word mean? <laughs> um, it is not quite of physical matter or of this realm is that the same as like incorporated um look there are arguments that can be made for that (laughs) (laughs) corporations do not have souls exactly and they don't really exist as much as we like to pretend that they do (laughs) they're more of an idea (laughs) The idea is more harmful. Yeah. (laughs) So, dark web streamer. Um, So, it the a big mechanic of that game is the proceduralism. Why is that 
why is that a important feature in this game? Um, God, everything, everything hinges <laughs> on procedural generation in dark web streamer. Uh, why is it important? Probably there are two primary reasons for that. One oh, crap. is that Alex is dying. Oh my God. No, no, someone's in here. <gasps> no. Ah. Uh-oh. That sounded like Damn a death scream. Did you die? Uh, oh, I did. <laughs> oh, you, left the worst, hands. you left the worst person in the game. Yeah, I don't know why. It. It's all up to you. Okay. Well, we know there's 5 EMF, so you just need to see if the ghost responds to a spirit box, if it leaves UV fingerprints around, oh, if it writes in a book. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think someone... we for spirit orbs. Yeah. Did uh did you see a um it it came up on the dots projector, I feel. It did, it did. came up on the dots projector, yeah. It did. Um what else do we need to check for? So evidence. Alright. <laughs> dots projector. Why am I locked in here? You got an EMF level five. Alright. Yeah, I did. I think so, there was an EMF for five. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we need mm -hmm. fingerprints for it to be a gory. I haven't gory seen roof. any fingerprints. Okay. Right. Um, did someone throw any a book down? Yeah, who, you threw a book down, right? Well, uh, who had the thermometer? Uh oh. Uh oh. Nah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oop! Things are wandering. Gosh. Hunting Costa. Oh. Costa's running. Oh, he's running so fast. <gasps> oh, it's, oh, it's coming no. through the door. Oh, it's, come, no. it's, it's got a it's got a sheath. Costa turn around. Oh, no. Gosh, what? no. Are you in the cupboard? Costa? I'm in the cupboard. I'm in the cupboard. Ah. Uh, even though your arms are sticking out, you fold it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Great. How do I... Is there is there like a flashlight by default or not? No. No. I think it's must when, you, when you're in a closed space, it... Just sets a little light circle. <laughs> Gosh, okay. Goodness me. So, so um, we were saying about the proceduralism. Yeah, so procedural generation. It's like, the main reason, honestly, is because I uh, get bored easily. And mm. I did not want to work on the same thing for years and years and years. So I thought the uh, best strategy for that would be to make a game that surprises even me. Oh, I hear death. Yeah, that was a that was a terrible death scream. I completely died. Well, we lost. We died a lot. There was a lot of dying going on. Find the good. We didn't do any of these things. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was a wraith. I don't know. We were only, you know, 33% of the way there. It's fine. Right. <laughs> what happens when you play with a level three? <laughs> yes, because I, I helped you guys out a lot. I yeah. did find the clue, to be fair. So many, so many people are screaming at us right now. <laughs> All right, let's, let's add more torches. God. All right. I want a candle, actually. I, I, I so I was I actually saw I saw on your I think it was on Twitter you did like a um a breakdown of the of the features of uh, dark web streamer and you did explore the dark web 
buy creepy mm-hmm. stuff, do weird rituals, stream dangers and demise, gain subscribers, friends and enemies, fame or death, what will come first? I love that because it just yeah. so perfectly summarizes and you're like, mm-hmm. what does that experience feel like? It's such a different yeah. and unique experience. Yeah, it is definitely, like, I very intentionally set out to make something that nobody has ever played before or made before. Um, I've been a gamer all my life. I've played extensive amounts of games across all sorts of genres. Um, I have critiques to make about um, maybe the lack of boundary pushing that has Mm. largely gone on particularly in the AAA space you know we have indies out there doing amazing work who are absolutely kind of pushing creative boundaries but um yeah but like very intentionally I did want to make a game that just was wholly unlike Mm. anything someone had made um, so it can be quite difficult to try to communicate to people like what exactly this game is. Is um, there a, is there like a, it's this game meets <laughs> this game, you know, or is it? People kind of will volunteer that for me, which I really love hearing how people describe the game. Actually, we were just exhibiting at PAX Australia and um, I just got into the habit of kind of asking people who got up off the game, I would go over and I'd be like, so how would you describe this game? Mm. <laughs> um, and, you know, we got some really fun replies and people would kind of start to laugh and like probably the most common response was like, I can't describe it. There's nothing else like it but I can say it was really creepy and it was really fun. Or like, you know, I I don't want to toot our own horn, but something like I had a lot, like strangely repeated over and over was like, I don't know how to describe it, but I want to play more. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) That's a good feeling. That is Um, good. And yeah, and it's, good for everybody that you know the having that feeling because it is procedurally generated Mm. um the game is very intentionally made to essentially be replayed infinitely uh because it will make up different stories every single time you play because of our procedural uh narrative systems that we have designed so Yeah. yeah like the like the events are changing based on like millions of different variables so they're talking about different things all the kind of entities that you'll encounter in the game have kind of these not just randomized backstories but they're procedurally generated backstories and the Mm. difference in that is not like you know there are 10 different potential backstories it can have and it picks a random one but actually they're like um dozens of different little bits of their backstories that can change and once you have you know 10 different parts of a story that can change and you've got a hundred different variables for each of them you actually find that all of a sudden you have literally millions of different potential uh stories that can be generated just from that one little kind of 
write-up of events, sir. That's we a utilize that. That's a huge task. How how is that like d- developing that Ready kind up. of uh, <laughs> developing that kind of uh, you know system? Like, was that a did you need a lot of like external or like was that something that you could do within the team? Like, how because that's that's huge, right? Like procedurally generating stories, like that's something that people are just kind of almost theoretically talking about you know um, at this at this stage so to, to have that in the game that's that's crazy yeah um i guess like it's definitely just us doing it which yeah. um you know sometimes it seems like a big task but also i come from like the background of being a creative writer so um, you know, if you want to write a novel, you're gonna be expected to write 300,000 words yep. just, you know, on the first draft. So, like, throwing down a lot of words for me is not mm. as intimidating as it might be for other people. I have suffered doing this for many years. Um, but I guess, like, so for me, my background is in anthropology and English, but really, um, although I don't have my degree in linguistics, I have always been very, very interested and passionate about linguistics. Mm-hmm. So uh, creating these procedural narrative systems was really just, like, it was a creative passion project of really seeing how far I could take my kind of like understanding and theory crafting of narrative and stories and seeing how we could kind of use like linguistic instinct to really um, like push the boundaries of what can be made and like, you know, see what happens if you Mm. actually don't get intimidated by... Um, possibility and just put one foot forward in front of the other and write a whole bunch and see what comes out. Yeah. Uh, we are not the first to do things like this. So you've got um, the primary two that come to mind would be Dwarf Fortress and also Caves of Quad. They're mm-hmm. kind of primarily text based, text generated, uh, you know, emergent narrative systems. Um, but we are definitely doing some very, very different things mm-hmm. as well. Um, and one of those things is that for us, we're trying to make like more kind of um, like insulated, well-crafted stories that contain, um, they're like self-contained basically. So mm-hmm. we are really trying to go for like, a playthrough that feels like a story that had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, and, like, I think that's the real challenge of what we're doing. Um, that definitely yeah. challenges well with the procedural stuff, right? Like, to have a beginning, middle, and end as well. Like, mm. to kind of have that cohesiveness. Um, yeah, it's the cohesiveness that's the primary challenge, I mm. would say. It's mm-hmm. one thing to kind of just, like, have systems that will spit out random words and random sentences at will it's Mm -hmm. a whole other thing to have the computer recognize that it is building a story Mm -hmm. and making a story and trying to like kind of find and recognize a pattern there and then continue that pattern in a Mm -hmm. way that feels meaningful and satisfying Mm -hmm. 
And the main vehicle, like that, this narrative takes part. Is it through a chat room? Um, there's a few different vehicles through which we're like communicating this story of the player. Uh, I think it's probably worth me just giving the the spiel on what dark web streamer is. Um, mm. So mm. I'm gonna park myself in a corner in this dark haunted house, and uh. I'll give you the the little rundown. Let's see if we get haunted in the middle. Um, so yeah, dark web streamer is an occult RPG streaming simulation game. So you play as an occult streamer on the dark web and your job is to go onto the internet, find the darkest, weirdest, creepiest shit you can and bring it back to your stream audience, try to get viewers, subscribers and make it to the number one ranked streamer. However, the supernatural is real, so you're going to find that the more you engage with like these weird haunted things online, the more they're going to engage with you. Mm. Um, so you're going to find that your apartment becomes increasingly haunted by demons and spirits and all sorts of insidious things that will come for you in the night or progressively <laughs> drive you insane. And yeah, you're essentially trying to beat the clock of sanity and death by getting to the number one rank before they kind of finish you off. Mm, the way you say that makes it sound as though they're doomed no matter what. <laughs> uh, well, it is really, it's a roguelike. Um, you're, it's not necessarily easy to win. There's a lot of strategy going on. You have one life. Mm. Um, so you're really trying to do the best with what you have. You're researching every single time you play the game. So um, basically like part of our procedural generation is every time you load up a new game, you're going to experience a different internet, different web pages, different kind of services you can hire to help you. So like you might find a witch and a doctor in one game and you might be able to hire them to kind of like cast spells that might protect you from demons and you know patch up your wounds but then another game you might not find those things but you'll find a therapist who helps keep you sane or you'll find a demonologist who can sell you some banishing rituals to try to keep the demons at bay mm. and a lot of it is and through like uh like kind of like how alex said uh it's like it's like almost like from what I've seen, it's the display of like a desktop, like an old school desktop, right? And you have your services yeah. like email and all this other sort of stuff. Is that is that primarily like the the user interface of how you interact with the with the environment? It's all kind of your computer. Yeah, absolutely. So like, uh, most of the game takes place on a simulated desktop, essentially. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of designed this fake OS and you're kind of like when you start up the game, you're going to be looking at your desktop and you can kind of look through your emails, you can go to your web browser, you can chat with like friends if you have any, <laughs> um, or you can uh, go to your stream and start streaming. Oh, door is closed. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, yeah, so it is like largely uh, a computer interface. Oop. Most of the actions you can take are happening on uh, no. 
Castle's dead. Uh oh, they're dying. There is no reading on this EMF. I am watching him die, and there is no reading on this EMF. <laughs> just got killed did he completely. die in front of? Oh, yes, no. I did. Costa. Pick up my stuff. <laughs> Avenge me. <laughs> oh, I think oh. you got pushed to talk on. Who me? Uh, no, Chantel. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know why? It's because I was yeah. sprinting and my my uh, keybind for the push to top. Oh right. It's yeah, sprint. that's uh, hacks right there. Oh, oh my god, something just fucking uh, <laughs> screamed in my ear. Up, <laughs> up, oh, 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 we got a four. Oh, we got a four, oh, okay. and the lights are flashing. Get away from me. Get away. Oh no. Oh, Alex, I, just I think I got a photo you. of it. I just. I think I got a photo of it in my last thing. I just I'm so getting out on string. And watching oh. you die. Oh, that's brutal. Oh no. Is it just me? It's just you. I oh, think man. I got a photo of it. All I've got right, well, my camera on my dead thing. body. We've got evidence that. Let's see. Do you I? Are dead. Uh, nah, nah. We nah, these photos are terrible. You let us Damn down it. in your final <laughs> breaths, Alex. So Chantel, oh, while you're God. while you're running around, tell us tell us what uh, Gamescom and 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 GCap and PAX were like. Mm. Did it open up a lot of doors? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Did. He's, up, he's at the top <laughs> of the stairs. He's coming yeah. down. It's I'm just perched in a corner. It's totally fine. It's not something about to open the door on me and kill me. Uh, he's gone. Okay, it's fine. Wait, sir, so is the ghost upstairs? Uh, he was right here where you were. Oh, great. All right. He was I'm upstairs. He was at the top of the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> he was at All the right. top of the stairs. Okay. So, yeah, uh, God, Gamescom and PAX were huge for us in different ways. Um, so, the government, uh, kind of like the federal government and the South Australian government, sent us to uh, Gamescom in Germany. And then a month later, they packed us off to PAX Australia. Uh, which was really, really freaking nice of them. Um, sorry, I'm absolutely being- oh, oh, I'm so dead. I'm being eaten alive! Oh no, gosh. <laughs> Us, the top team of Ghost Hunters yeah, AU. Right. Dead bodies in the- Zero clues obtained. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we need proper items. Yeah, if we, we need, we need uh, <laughs> a temperature gauge. <laughs> oh yeah, that would help. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. Go on. We were we were sent uh, to these things, and it was the first time I've really done something like that. So yeah, I showed up at the world's largest gaming convention to Spirit Dark Web Streamer. Um, I went by myself, had no idea what I was doing, winged the hell out of it, um, and I would say it went very well. Mm -hmm. I cannot actually talk about much that, um, you know, we got out of Gamescom because of fun business things and Ooh. bureaucracy, but, you that's know, take thing. it from me that that's a good sign. That's yeah. a good that's thing. That's what we like. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say if you get the opportunity, 
um, to go to something like that and you are a game developer or someone involved in the selling of games related things, uh, Gamescom is an excellent place for you and you will have opportunities that you'll never ever ever get sitting here you know alone in your little city or big city if it may be. Um, people are very open and approachable. That includes, you know, investors, publishers, um, more experienced devs who do very well. I had, you know, multiple meetings with kind of very established devs who are very busy humans, but kind of just took the time out of their day to come say hi and hang out and give some tips and all that good stuff. So. Um, yeah, just like across the board, an incredibly valuable experience, um, both professionally and personally. I came out with a lot of really cool friendships and um, kind of opportunities that I am still involved with today, you know, a good two months later and hopefully ongoing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because when... Was yeah. Bad. <laughs> Pax was what? Pax was mad. Oh, mad. <laughs> yeah. We said bad. Madness. Oh, no, no. Pax was <laughs> the opposite of bad. <laughs> Except for the sickness. I mm. think about nine out of ten people I knew who went to Pax got sick. So that was bad. Yeah, Costa copped it, didn't you? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Just knocked me out. I think you're, you're tired and you're meeting so many people that something is just bound to happen, right? You're, you're run down, like, all the time. Oh, yeah. Not much sleep, packed nope. tight, lots of yelling. Yeah. Um, I think so we were one fun. of the few wiping down theater equipment in between uses. Mm. Yeah. And saw some photos from that. You had a lot of people uh, come to your, your stall and just like, there was a photo you had where it was just packed, right? Like there was people yeah. playing and there was people lining up or people just spectating and watching. What was that like? Yeah. God, it was honestly like very surreal. Pax was the first time that we had um, really like just revealed ourselves to the public and, you know, got feedback and mm. thoughts on the game and had people experience it and got to see outside of kind of like industry people how like gamers felt about this strange, wacky thing we're creating. Mm. Um, and the response was, like, honestly phenomenal. I do not use that word very often, but it <laughs> seems appropriate. Uh, we were absolutely swarmed the entire time. We ran out of business cards, uh, like, halfway through our first day. Well, oh, wow. Thought we had more than enough to last the three days, but no. We sent the government looking, like, scurrying around the city looking for emergency business cards, which was quite <laughs> funny. Um <laughs> The government did that for you. Down. They did. They are really wonderful. Oh, my um, God. We had to do that uh, ourselves. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, get on the uh, Department of Trade and Investment because they got good people over that. Uh, this, this predates them. This is when I was with Melonhead. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot more support these days, and the government believes in games, and it's very cool. And I say that as someone who you would think – would be the last person to say nice things about the government and <laughs> you know i am not traditionally a pro-government person i'm very vocal <laughs> 
about mm. how we should run our society. Uh, what a surprise coming from the anthropologist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they've been so helpful, so supportive, um, really just giving us the opportunities we would never have been able to um, find or utilize ourselves. So nothing but good things to say about uh, the government working alongside the games industry, especially indies. Um, but yeah, so I would, like, PAX, we had hour-long queues of people just waiting to play the game for a solid hour. Whoa. Um, which is just, you know, I never in my wildest dreams would have expected that someone would kind of just, like, walk by my game and be so intrigued that they're going to spend an hour out of their kind of precious conference time to stand in line waiting just to try it. And the fact that, like, so many people did, and that was just, like, you know, like, huge lines of people to the point where we had to devise a number That's system. That's crazy. And, you know, it's like <laughs> when you're ordering, like, I don't know, something from the butcher, and they're like, okay, you're number one, you're number two, you're number three. Like, we were definitely rocking that system. Um, That's <laughs> So that crazy. was strange. And, yeah, we were... Had huge crowds, which is very, very cool. Something I wasn't expecting because it is a very narrative-heavy game um, is how much people actually seem to like to watch the game being played. Yeah. Um, people would, they would stand and watch for like 20 minutes and I'd go over and I'd be like, were you looking to play or, you know, like, do you want a number in the queue? Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 I'm happy to watch. And they would stay there for like 10 more minutes. Wow. just kind of checking it out that's and a, they would like yeah that's such a good sign for like i mean it's a game about streaming right like is that one of the things like from a business perspective you know like it's it's kind of made for people to watch like for streamers to play street you know playing as a streamer yeah it like it's an interesting observation because yeah. Honestly, like, I never really considered what it would be like to watch the game. Mm. Um, I yep. considered... Oh, I'm hearing EMFs going off. Speaking of EMFs, we actually had ghost hunting equipment at our PAX booth. Oh, really? Um, oh, really? Alex, I see, yeah, we did. Uh, someone's breath was pretty icy yeah, here in the bathroom. In here. Oh, I've got the temperature thing. Yeah. Oh, minus two. We've got and frozen temperatures. Geez. We got freezing temperatures. Uh, ghost, are you nearby? Are you dangerous? Oh, you know what? I have to turn off the lights and be alone. Okay, get out, <laughs> you two. This is my private time with this ghost. Oh my god. Are you dangerous? Are Ask it to listen to live bullions. <laughs> Do you listen to live booleans? Oh, shit. Oh, it didn't like that. <laughs> oh, oh. Yes, it does, guys. Yes, it does. <laughs> I can confirm a very enthusiastic response on the spirit box. Oh, my God. So we got frozen temps. We got EMF. Oh, wait. Did we get EMF? We got spirit box. Uh, we got EMF we going up to four, but not up to oh. five. Okay. Um, yeah, so in terms of being watched, 
like or like people watching we definitely made the game kind of like with with streamers in mind mm. aka streamers playing the game mm. funnily yeah. enough i didn't actually think about what it would be like for people to watch the game being yeah. played yeah oh we got um, a ouija board oh shy i have very rarely seen a ouija board in this game therefore alex ask it a question oh i can't remember how we do this we have to ask how it do you if it likes what you got in Cafe Billions. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to like put it in a doorway or something? I can't remember. I feel like there was a thing about this. Uh, Michael Fischetti is never. yelling at me right now. <laughs> All right. I'm going to drop the I'm thermometer. The off. All right. I got the Ouija board. I think he, from memory, I watched him do it. You had to put it in like the doorway or something. But like, right. I don't know if that's actually true. If he just did that. <laughs> Oh, maybe it was in case the door shut. All right, let's just do it here. Uh, we'll right. go to we'll go to the haunted spot. All right. All right. So do I hold I hold it and do it? All right. Uh, v, I think. Alex has got a Ouija board in his hand. All right, ghost. Do you listen? Do you listen to live bullions? <laughs> no. I think we gotta turn no. the lights off. All right, and uh, pop that flashlight off too. Yeah. Uh, ghost, are you here? Oh, it's turned <gasps> to yes. Okay. Ghost, are you dangerous? Do you want to hurt us? Well, it's not moving from yes. <laughs> uh... What else do I ask it? Um, ask what was... Uh, what oh, the hell? Getting some cold. Is that you crying? Costa, please tell me that's you. Is, uh, those are your dead hands wrapping around me. Oh, no. Ah, oh, no. damn it. No, and I was just oh, killed as well. What? <laughs> wait, what? In succession. How did it the two of us just got killed. I've never it was a little girl crying. Before. Oh shit! I almost took a photo and then, and then I was killed. All right, that's it. We're opening this um, evidence. We got, we got spirit box. We got freezing temps. What else do we need? You should have asked it how we can find out more about dark web streamer. streamer? (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely dying. Book it. Well, a light just blew. How can people right. find out more about dark web streamer Chantel? <laughs> I mean, look, ask the ghost, man. You guys seem to be <laughs> tight now. You've been very intimate with each other. You get a Ouija board out true. and you start playing with it. That's how you ask about dark web streamer. <laughs> Park Brothers. All right. So, sorry, you asked me a question. What was that question? It was uh, how, how, how do people find out about if we are not at uh gcap and we're not oh sorry pax mm-hmm. and we're not at uh gamescom how do we find out about dark web streamer do you have mm-hmm. a release date in mind let's mm-hmm. let's start with that god. one oh god the dreaded question yeah um so we are going for about a like quarter oh 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 <laughs> see i should not 
jinx us with release dates because otherwise I would die horrifically to crying little ghosts. Oh <laughs> no! I just did. I'm just saying it's an Onryu. I'm just taking my chances with Onryu. Come on, Onryu. Come on, Oreo. Believe in you. Oreo ghost. Damn it, demon. Ah, oh, see, it knew. Darkness stream is all about demons. You should have gone with the theme, Alex. What are you uh, doing? I'm sorry. Um, I'm... We are trying to pull some uh, multicultural folklore and mythology into Dark Web, though. So not just kind of Christian inspired demons, but we do want to bring kind of like Japanese uh, spirits in. And um, I'm going to begin digging deep into kind of indigenous for claws around the world and see what we can pull out of there to get some of that good representation into our global culture. Mm. Um, How yes. does that work? Do you need to do you need to work with representatives from those cultures? Um, I mean, that's always the best way to play things, I would mm. say. Um, if you can kind of access someone who is well positioned to have, um, you know, cultural knowledge of a thing and actually represents that culture, um, always do that and try your best. But I don't believe for, um, more general kind of like inspiration type things like you know in dark web streamer we're not really trying to do faithful representations of folklore more so than um draw inspiration from them mm. um that kind of it with the procedural generation it is very kind of hard to remain faithful to any kind of type or representation um, but yeah, like, you know, as someone putting her anthropologist hat on, I would say mm -hmm. definitely don't go and make a game about, um, you know, First Nations Australian mythology and folklore if you are a team of white people who have <laughs> no, um, you know, connection to country and yeah etc and you know reading books and even like academic articles etc will only get you so far as mm. well um so yeah always go to the source but also know that uh one person cannot speak for a group of people so even you know having a conversation with a single person who is from a particular culture um, is not going to be the be-all, end-all um, mm. of representation. They're not, yeah. Within cultures, everyone's going to have their own opinion, just like, you know, the cultures that we come from. Uh, the three of us are going to have very different opinions on what is right and wrong about things important to our cultures. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, the same goes for anywhere. Sorry, I'm I'm just going on a little anthropological tangent right now. No, it's good. It's amazing. No, no it's good. It's good to <laughs> um, debate about who invented pizza. <laughs> exactly. See, you guys, you're it's, real deep into. It's good to uh, to have a like like game designer from you know from an anthropological background, like someone who studied anthropology, because you know we 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 actually 
I had another interview today with another guest, and we just we just said how how important it is for game designers to uh, have exposure in in other areas other than just like games. You know, um, have you found that it has shaped dark web streamer your your experiences studying other cultures? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, both my you know academic backgrounds in anthropology and English have. Um, absolutely like irrevocably shaped the way that I am engaging with um, every like section of design about mm. the game where you know that goes from uh, cultural awareness and sensitivity and a real drive to have authentic representation to things like the procedural generation in the game where my not just like my English background, so being able to kind of like weave these technically and kind of like grammatically difficult um, mechanics in, um, you know, like that is a huge aspect of it that wouldn't really be possible without a strong background in language. Mm-hmm. But, um, Sorry, I totally lost my train of thought because I was just realizing that we are not in a haunted house right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, where am I? Because this is not where I want to be. My home is in the darkness. Um, But yeah, like, I think that goes for everybody. Everybody brings their backgrounds and their passions and their skill sets in. Um, I, you know, I'll make an important note that while my kind of academic background is um, important to, like, you know, both myself and me as a designer, um, I cannot say that university is what shaped me and that, you know, Mm. going to university and reading that material and sitting in classes is why I am who I am today and why this game is getting made because that would just be passionately not true. Mm -hmm. Um, I've kind of always had these interests and the reason I went to university, I actually went when I was 28 years old. So um, they call us mature age students and I'm not mature, so I don't know where they got that (laughs) name from. (laughs) Actually, speaking of which, you're saying uh, university didn't, didn't really shape you. First time we met, like a year ago, you you told me a story of like a you had like a pretty profound experience on a plane when you were young, mm. and that made you see <laughs> things a different way. Yes, it did. That's a funny get to know you story. Mm. Um, yeah. All right, let me tell it because you you just uh, threw me on the spot there. Yeah, right. Not that I mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, sir. So, 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 when I was seven years old, my family, who, um, they are Indian, but my grandmother grew up in Singapore, she decided she'd take me, my brother, and my mother to see the homeland. Costa Radio. So, off we went. I'm ready. Oh, sorry, you are ready. (laughs) Um, we spent three wonderful months in Singapore, and then we flew back to Adelaide, where I live. And on the way back, right as we were approaching the airport, so our destination, um, we got caught in a huge thunderstorm. 
And, you know, there's turbulence and all that, but, you know, you know, we had flown around quite a bit by that time. We were used to it. But I was sitting on the wing section, so, you know, my seat was at the window, and I could just, I had a perfect view out onto the wing, and I realized the wing was on fire. Jeez. And I kind of, I went to my mom, because I'm seven, and I'm like, is that normal? Because, <laughs> you know, there was a lot of, like, flapping going on of, like, this, like, hinge on the plane and big flames coming from it. And she kind of looked at it, and she told me it was normal. And to this day, I'm not actually sure if um, she was trying to comfort me or if she really did think, hmm, you know, just... Just a little bit of <laughs> high-energy plane stuff going on there. Um, but the flight got rockier, and we had some, you know, some huge bumps. And then the uh, pilot comes on overhead, and he says, we actually have been struck by lightning. Oh, We're down an engine, and our wing is on fire. And... Not only that, but lightning has struck the airport, and I have no idea how this is possible, so please do not ask <laughs> me, but the runway lights are out because of this blackout Gosh. that has happened at the airport. You would think there would be generators. I don't know if it was because it was the 90s or what's going on, but yeah, essentially we were told... They cannot land the plane because they cannot see the runway, and we are going to have to circle in a thunderstorm with oh an engine down and a wing on fire. At that point, everybody around me on the plane started to cry and bawl and was Whoa. just in a general state of existential terror and misery, um, my family members included. And, yeah, we all genuinely thought we were going to die. It was a pretty rough situation. Um, and I looked around at everybody, and they were all very, very, very sad and very, very, very scared. And I just thought to myself, and this was kind of like the formative moment of my life, I suppose. I just thought that, look, if I'm going to die, I don't want to die like that. You know, I don't want to die consumed by fear and horror and terror. I don't want that to be my last experience of this life. So I kind of just like, I don't know what happened in my brain in that moment, but I just started concentrating on all the things that I loved and that I had cherished and that I was grateful for in my life. And I really just like amassed myself in like every positive feeling that like I'd ever have that I could remember and thinking about all the great memories I'd have and like all these cool experiences that I'd got to experience during this <laughs> small time on earth. Um, and I really, I sensed a, a feeling of profound peace. I was quite sad for the people around me who were kind of like choosing to die in like horrible ways, but I just really like prepared myself for the end. And yeah, I, I associate that with peace and knowing that you kind of like can mind over matter these things. I see both your torches just like staring at me in the darkness. <laughs> just enwrapped 
right uh, now in the scary house. (laughs) Stories scaring me, so I need to have my light on. (laughs) (laughs) The real horror. It's such a profound reaction for a seven-year-old. Um, I have always been a strange being, and I was a particularly strange seven-year-old, so that's the best excuse I have for oh that. Um, I've always been very interested in the human brain, I guess, um, which really is what Dark Web Streamer is all about. Um, you know, it looks like it's about streaming and scary things and ghosts and computers and in a way it is but really um i am investigating what it means to be a person um and so like we do a lot of that investigation through our procedural generation system so there's a lot of thought and theory has gone into doing things like procedurally generating npcs Um, we've really engaged with questions of like, what does it mean to have an identity? How do we begin to care about another person? What differentiates someone we care about from someone we don't? What do we as designers need to provide a player to have them move from a state of not caring about an NPC to caring about them. Like, what are the actual required mechanics, communications, information to get from point A to point B then? Like, how do humans care? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so like, there's a lot of that kind of investigation going on. And then we have NPCs kind of ask really, um, I would say like, you know, not always deep questions, but they they will ask you the player questions that you may never have been asked before in your entire life. And they're going to ask for a little bit of a nuanced reply. Um, so we're kind of forcing you to think a little bit about yourself and who you are and why you believe the things that you believe. Um, yeah, so it's really a, a, a loving exploration of the human psyche and why you know, humans do the things they do and care about the things they care about. It's uh, honestly, I can't wait to play it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is good feedback for me. (laughs) (laughs) Like to you at, at GCAP, you had a, you had a demo. Was that a, like a full fledged demo or like, what was the, how, Um, how much time gameplay was it? At PAX. Um, we had a couple people play for close to an hour, so we had to go home and quick, like, hack the game to kill people faster. I felt (laughs) a bit bit guilty, (laughs) because on the first day, you know, we had, I don't know, maybe, like, uh, I don't know how many people played, maybe, like, 80 or so were all the, the people we had time for, maybe less, um, but a couple of people did win the game. Um, and a few of those people who won played for almost an hour because the game is meant to take an hour. So, you know, first good feedback of packs. It was like well balanced. Mm -hmm. It took exactly as long as we wanted it to take, which was good because we hadn't ever like really tested for that. Um, so that was a relief that we have this kind of natural feel for balancing, um, but yeah, we had to murder people to let more people try the game. <laughs> so, the next two days, nobody won ever. 
<laughs> there was no chance everyone was you made sure you made sure of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well you know you do what you have to do to survive these things so i just i looked up in the van it said that this ghost only responds when people are alone i got the emf i reckon you guys go downstairs and i'm going to walk around with this emf and see if i can find where it's coming from okay well i am alone in this room with a spirit box here so i'm gonna ask a question oh you go for that Hello, ghost. Do you listen to Cafe Boulain's too? <laughs> Why not? Why? Why would Why you not? do that? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> oh, shit, the lights are flickering. I've done something. Ooh, yeah, there's definitely something going on. Also, we have fingerprints. Oh. Uh-oh, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. He's coming to me. Oh, I saw it. No. I saw oh. it. I witnessed it. He's an old dude. Are you alive? Nah. No. He got me. Oh, I'm always the first. <laughs> oh, no. Now the door's oh, open. I give up in the spare box. It looked like Wait, Santa which, uh, Claus with an axe. Why did you die, Alex? Which- Santa uh, Claus with an axe. Yeah, where are yeah. you, Alex? I got a camera. Uh, behind you, behind you. Keep walking, keep walking. Uh, oh, oh uh, so it's the killer. Uh, yeah. Bloody Killer's man. right where the dots projector is. He's just looking around. Oh, oh wow, look at him. Can't get He's not it. even moving. He's just stuck in this dots projector. Ha, I caught the ghost. Wow, this is the... Oh, he's gone. Um, <laughs> sorry, did you ask me a question before you died? <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, I think the ghost is with me. <laughs> what, the thing I want to ask, because so when we when we met you a year ago, like the game was pretty strongly into development. Like even the art style was was chosen. Actually, that there's a few questions I want to ask you. One, the art style being the um, the what would you call it? Two tone pixel art. Oh, like uh, one bit? Yeah, I mean, it's like primarily one bit, but we do have, you know, third color splotches here and there, mm. so it's probably maybe two bit. And with you being the only artist, was that done for a convenience thing or was it you were, doesn't matter if it, if it was going to take 100 people, you wanted that style? Um, It probably started out as um, a practical thing. So I did not want to attempt to make a game unless I had a practical uh, way of developing enough art for a video game. Mm. Um, so it's such a beautiful style. Of, uh, thank you. I was definitely inspired by World of Horror, which is one of my favorite games. I was really impressed by the aesthetic and it reminded me of some games I had loved in the past so shout out to them um but yeah like it was also inspired as I mentioned earlier by my time growing up on like DOS which could have some really beautiful aesthetics and then um you know going forward in the future a little bit to GeoCities where there was a lot of kind of like pixel art going on um, like a lot of like simple blinky things, etc. Um, I really wanted to pull this like weird and like anachronistic feeling of like dust come early, Matt come 
like Geo Cities vibes, which I think we actually did quite well because people do seem to pick up on that often. Um, but yeah, so like I I did some concept art very, very early and I hit on this style that felt very quick and practical to put out. Um, a lot of it is kind of done through some Photoshop filters that I made so I can slap them on there, process many images very quickly, and then upload them into the game. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of it was indeed pragmatic, um, but definitely we have worked hard to have a sense of conciseness in the game. There's also like some stuff kind of going on with graphics that people haven't really seen yet or don't necessarily understand what's going on. So we, you know, in keeping with our procedurally generated everything, uh, we have a, the world's first infinite procedurally generated internet. Ooh. And what that means is that every time you play the game um, and you hit the stuff, the web button, the game actually generates a web page on the spot that isn't just like random text, but actually every component of that website, including the visuals, are randomly generated. So um, none of them are kind of like pre-made. Every box is going to be kind of like a randomly picked color. It's going to have different wallpapers, different graphical assets, different positions, different fonts, all sorts of like crazy things. And so it like you know, we've got this kind of intelligence system going on that's putting things here and there and making checks to make sure things are visible and viable and kind of are a little bit cohesive at least. And then we've recently brought a new programmer on to help us with um, some more tricky graphical things that I wanted to try, uh, which are kind of procedurally generating the images on our procedurally generated websites. Um, so we're hoping that, you know, we can pop a thousand graphical assets into the game and utilize shaders to turn that into 10 million possible assets with some programming magic. Whoa. And this is all getting built in, what, Unity? Game Maker. Actually. Game Maker. Amazing. Game Maker, yeah. We've, we're really Have you pushed the limits? the shit out of that engine. Yeah. 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 That just stemmed um, yeah, from a. That was what the, the programming team knew. Uh, yeah. Well, as I mentioned, we didn't know any programming when mm. we began, so it um, just kind of seemed like the most beginner-friendly system. Especially like we never planned on this being a professional or published game. It was more um, a labor of love, sir. My co-founder and co-dev, uh, Ryan, he's actually also an anthropologist and um, works as a uh, video producer as well. So we had some interesting skill sets that were not programming. Um, and yeah, we, we were just like looking around, trying to figure out what the best thing for us noobs would be stumbled on Game Maker, happened to find out that the person who made World of Horror, who also is a dentist, for those of you who don't know, 
Um, yeah, life is a water horror. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. Like, could you get a more, like, horror-adjacent profession <laughs> than dentistry? <laughs> I cannot imagine one. Um, but, yeah, so we were like, okay, well, I know that we want to do some RPG stuff. We want to do this and that. So if this guy can do yeah. it and he learned to <laughs> make a game as a dentist and game maker, sounds like a good one for us. <laughs> um, yeah, we've bumped into some limitations um sometimes they are conquered by my very intelligent co-dev who um thankfully and luckily for us appeared to have a kind of genius knack for programming after all (laughs) so i'm kind of slinging just mad uh design problems and demands at him and he's uh, I don't know, kind of burning the midnight oil, figuring it out, but he hasn't disappointed me yet in terms of uh, coming back to me and saying one of my just dysfunctional, you know, mind-bending ideas isn't going to work. <laughs> um, so, yeah, actually, it, we're doing pretty well, I would say. Amazing. And one piece of advice for... Aspiring developers, let's say. Mm. Ooh, uh, probably the piece of advice that I hear given to aspiring developers that makes me want to yell and throw things is when I hear people say, "Don't make your dream game first. Start small, and then go a little more, and then go a little more." Um, That advice might be good for some people, and it probably is, but for people like me who need a lot of stimulation Mm. and something to really, like, keep your attention on it, um, you know, like I said, neither of us have any experience making games, but we absolutely went for it. We went from zero experience in any adjacent stuff to making this really cool game that people are really responding to. We've had so much publisher interest. We've had so much investment interest. Um, And, you know, people absolutely engage with us. Like, we are real game devs. And, you know, after a year and a half, like, we are. We are real game devs. Um, But the only reason we're here today is because of this project, Dark Web Streamer, and um, the reason that you know, people are responding to things so positively, I truly believe it's because we have so much passion and love and excitement in this project. We believe in it so, so much. Mm. We're so excited for it ourselves, like, to play it and to have other people experience it. And, like, I can't think of better motivation than that, better motivation to become better to keep working on it to finish something um yeah and i know other devs who have had you know the same experience we've got um jordan at conscript who you know is in a similar boat another australian developer who's actually making a survival horror game also in game maker we've got a lot of similarities there um, but yeah, they they have a huge following. So many people are really excited for them. Um, and yeah, they also kind of just went from zero to hero in terms of knowing nothing, started working on this massive game project, and years later, here they are about to release. 
Um, yeah, so I would say if you have this idea that you really believe in, you're really excited about it, like do it. Don't let people talk you out of it. Don't let people tell you, you know, you don't know enough or you're too inexperienced. Believe in yourself. <laughs> so amazing. Good. Thank you so and much. And where can uh, yeah. where can people where find, can find you? Find you? <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, oh, why can you find us? All right, so. I'll, I'll go way back to right before we got murdered. Release, we are estimating um, end of 2023, optimistically, maybe quarter one, 2024. So like January, February um, is kind of the more viable release date for us. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at Dark Web Streamer. You can find us on discord um we have a community server there where we run private play tests and us the devs are very kind of interactive and engaged with the community we take a lot of feedback uh we really encourage people to join that if they're at all interested um we have an itch page also dark web streamer and one day soon we'll have a steam page we've just been in a kind of you know, month-long boxing match with them right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I imagine you guys will have links for people. For me. Um, but, yeah. That's awesome. perfect. Well, thank you so much, Chantel. You really you died are. three times, yeah. but it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> three for three. Three for three. Captain Ghost Hunting Team Australia. <laughs> Hopefully next time we do better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well-practiced well now. That's it. Mm. The Ouija board was worth it. Yeah. Watching you guys just absolutely explode into molten chunks. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Thank you. Bye everybody. Bye.